0: All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It's good to be with you all here in God's house to worship Him and to receive from Him His wonderful gifts this morning of Word and Sacrament. Uh, Let's stand this morning. Please wave to everybody where you are and say hello
1: today. Yeah.
2: Good morning. And welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Step, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for this, the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. The lay minister, Ruth Sletton, will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the Reverend Jake Sletton and the organist is Mrs. Susan Sinegar. Today's order of service is at
0: www.trinity1874.com. Our radio
2: broadcast today today is sponsored by Judy Lady to the glory of God, and in loving remembrance of Herman Lady Jr.'s birthday Heavenly on July, and God here bless today. us as we worship together.
0: How good it is to be here uh, amongst our brothers and sisters in Christ, people, Lord, who believe that you are our Lord and Savior. People who believe that you came for them and died for them and rose again three days later for them. Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls for your house of worship today. And truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. might as well stand right back up, because we've got to do it anyway. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful. Mighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing our opening hymn, My Soul Rejoices. It's number
3: 933.
0: He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, will in the of the I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, and my God, and trust. because you have made the Lord your dwelling place. High, no evil shall, allow, shall be allowed to befall you. No plague, you to Glory, Glory be to, to the Father Lord, and to and the, the Son, Son. And to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, be with you. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, your mercy attends us all of our days. Be our strength and support amid the wearisome changes of this world. And at life's end, grant us your promised rest and the full joys of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from the prophet Zechariah, chapter 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Zion. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore you, restore to you double. This is the word of our Lord.
3: Thanks
0: be to God. O the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, for from him and through him and to him are all things.
3: To him be glory forever. Amen.
0: The second reading is taken from Romans chapter 7. This is also the text for the sermon this morning. The Apostle Paul writes, "We know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate." wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. the gospel according to saint matthew the 11th chapter Please read the gospel together with me At that time Jesus declared I thank you father lord of heaven and earth that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children Yes father for such was your gracious will my burden is light. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. We sing the next hymn, Savior Like a Shepherd, Lead Us, number 711.
1: Grace, mercy, and peace to you this morning from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Some years ago, when I was a youngster, my family and I used to watch a very popular television show. It was called To Tell the Truth. Let me give you a little background here. This was before you could hang these big screen televisions on a wall. And you had three channels to choose from. And if you didn't like the channel you were watching, you actually had to get up out of your chair, walk over to the television, and twist a knob. And then if the picture wasn't quite clear, you had to adjust the antenna. Now if you were lucky enough, and your family was wealthy, you had rabbit ears antenna, which was on the television cabinet. If the picture wasn't quite clear, you'd walk over there and adjust the rabbit ears. Now if your antenna was on the roof of the house, You found a brave brother to climb up. No, you wouldn't do that. But if the rabbit ears picture wouldn't come in, you might try a wad of aluminum foil and wad it around the ends of the antenna in hopes that the picture would come in clearer. How did we ever survive? Well, To Tell the Truth began to air on television in 1956 with Bud Collier as the host until 1968. This was a classic game show in which a person of some notoriety and two imposters try to match wits with a panel of four celebrities. Let's see if you recognize some of the names of these celebrities. You're about to tell us your age if you do. Kitty Carlisle, Tom Poston, Peggy Cass, Polly Bergen, and Betty White. I see some heads nodding. That's good. At any rate, the object of the game was to fool the celebrities in the voting for the, one of the two impostors. And so they would ask questions of these people up on the stage, these three people, were pro, pro, uh, supposedly the person to pick. But the thing is, only one person had to tell the truth. So when we look at our epistle reading for this morning, the reading from Romans, we find Paul trying to explain the struggle he deals with every day. You might want to have that in front of you because the hope and prayer today is that some of these words that tend to blend together, we might demystify them for you a little bit and add some clarity. So Paul's trying to explain the struggle he deals with every day, the struggle of dealing with his sinful nature while trying to keep God's law as a believer and a follower of Jesus. This is something every Christian deals with too, isn't it? This is what Luther speaks of when he describes the Christian as both saint and sinner at the same time. What that means is that at all times the new self of faith is beset by the old sinful nature, the old Adam. Both the old and new still remain active in the Christian throughout the earthly life. We should note, however, that while the old and new self are found side by side in the Christian, they do not hold an equal place, in our lives. The Christian's real identity lies with the new self, not the old sinful nature. The new self is what the I Paul is referring to in this epistle here. If you look at verse 15 of this reading, Paul is committed to tell the truth. Look what it says. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. The translation, I do not understand what I do, is perhaps a a little bit misleading. Uh, Paul understood very well what he was doing, or better yet, what he was not doing. The challenge in translating this verse lies in the fact that we're dealing with a verb that allows a number of meanings depending upon the context in which it is used. Literally, in the original text, the apostle wrote, I do not know what I do. The verb no could probably be best translated as approve. So it might translate better like this. I do not approve of what I'm doing because what I want to do, I don't do. But what I don't want, that I keep right on doing. Paul had to confess that he continues to be a sinner despite the fact that he believes that the law is holy, righteous, and good. This is the same kind of logic perhaps to be best illustrated by the life of a person who unfortunately has become addicted or codependent upon drugs his life is a mess he's become unemployable he's on the verge of losing his house his children are suffering his wife is threatening to leave him with great remorse he looks at the situation and says i don't want to go on like this anymore the law of the land is right when it forbids the misuse of the drugs I've gotten myself into. You see, Paul is in the same situation, the same frame of mind. When He doesn't want to do the bad things God forbids. He's actually agreeing with God that God's laws and commands are good and right. Now understand, this is not a cop-out on Paul's part, but an accurate assessment of his situation. This old nature lives alongside a Christian's new and real self, which was created by the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit brought that person to faith in Christ. This new self is totally in sync with God's will. It wants to do the thing God wants. So it is in Paul's case. His new self, his inner being delights in God's law. So the problem does not lie with the Christian's new self or God's law. The villain here is sin which operates through the old sinful nature that we as Christians just can't seem to shake. Let's continue now with verse 21 of this epistle. So I find it to be a law, or we might say a pattern in my life, that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand, for I delight in the law, in my inner being, but I see in my members another pattern, waging war against the control of my mind, and trying to make me captive to sin that dwells in my members. Probably a little clearer way to see it. But to be clear, this does not mean that Paul is under the control of sin. We must remember that sin's domination has been broken by Christ's death, a death the believer shares through baptism. Sin is not the master of Paul's life, but time and again, his old sinful nature spoils even Paul's best intentions. And so you see in this set of verses, he seeks help. He asks the question, who will deliver me from this body of death? Well, I have to digress for just a moment. As a grandparent, I take great joy in spending time with my grandchildren. You know, you can learn quite a lot from a two-year-old if you just pay attention to what's going on. Um, They're at that stage in life when they think they can do certain things on their own. They've been observing what their siblings have been doing and, or perhaps what their parents have been doing to solve challenges and problems and believe they can now do it. They push their hands away from you and say, I can do it. But after a couple of failed attempts, they throw their arms up in frustration. They give up and say, can you help me? I can't do it. Paul, like us too often, tries to live up to God's law perfectly but just can't do it. So we get frustrated, don't we? It's tempting to give up or give in to our old sinful nature. Oh, what I'm doing isn't all that bad. I'm not hurting anyone. Perhaps God won't notice that one. Or sometimes we try just not to think about it, thinking that might help. But eventually the burden of sin, as conviction wears us down, we become fatigued, don't we? The apostle cries out, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. How very timely in our readings for this morning we have the lesson from Matthew. Jesus calls and promises all who labor and are heavy laden and weary by sin to come to him for rest. Listen closely to Jesus' words in this gospel message. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We can't help but notice in these words that all are invited to believe. All who are laboring and heavily burdened, come to me. You know, in Jesus' day, the the Jewish faith, the people of the Jewish faith faith felt overburdened. And Heavy expectations were put on them by the scribes and the Pharisees who weren't much help to them at all. But this message is not just for the ancient Galilean people. All people of all times and places will be subject to the heavy burden of sin which, with the knowledge that they fall short of God's intentions and expectations. is true. Life in the fallen world is a hard life. Proud, of course, will refuse to This knowledge, even if they have seen themselves as poor in spirit, yet to all who believe and granted the insight into their sinful and needy condition, Jesus' words of comfort and promise provide rest, both in this life and the age to come. In Matthew, look at verse 29 for a moment. In this account, Jesus says to learn from me that I am gentle and humble in heart, In learning that Jesus gently receives and forgives all who come to him in need, all will find rest for their lives. All who come to his authority and power with only their need in their hands will find a savior. Kind of like the needy two-year-old, isn't it? I can't do it. Please help me. Two things to always remember. First, first, Christ came to bear the burden of the law for you. He fulfilled the law perfectly, which is what was required in your place. Second, Christ came to bear the burden of sin for you. Christ took upon you your sins on the cross for you. We hear the words of Isaiah. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. With his stripes, we are healed. So let's talk about the facts. It's time to tell the truth. And these very words you can share with anyone who has doubt in their faith, whether they are saved or not, or just lost and looking for something. Listen to these. Yes, we are all sinners. We all are. And that's the truth. Here's another truth. Christ died and paid for your sins. But why would anyone do such a thing, some people may ask. And here's another truth. Because Jesus loves you. Wretched person though I be, Jesus still loves you. Now a final and absolute truth. One day you'll be with him you will actually get to see him face to face. No longer a sinner, but as a saint. Together with all the saints in heaven, where there are no more burdens or hardships or struggles, only joyful singing of praise to the Son of God. I'd like to close with the words from our opening hymn this morning, that very first verse. My soul rejoices, my spirit voices. Sing the greatness of the Lord. For God, my Savior, has shown me favor. Sing the greatness of the Lord. With praise and blessing, join in confessing, God who is solely mighty and holy, O sing the greatness of God the Lord. His mercy surely shall rest securely on all who fear him, love, and revere him. O sing the greatness of God the Lord. Amen. We stand now and join together declaring our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, in God the Father, of and in Jesus Christ is it
0: Please be seated. At this time, uh, we will just give a reminder of the different ways that you can still give your offering and your tithe during this season. Uh, The first way, of course, is to be here, whether you, and if you came in and dropped it off in the basket that is in the narthex on your way in, wonderful, if you haven't had a chance to do that yet. As you leave, you may drop off your offering or your tithe in the basket. The second way is to go to the website, trinity1874.com. And in the upper right-hand corner is a Donate button. Uh, You simply click on that and follow the directions. Uh, The third way is to drop off your offering to the church office uh, or to mail in your offering or your tithe to the church office as well. Please stand as we sing the offertory.
1: Their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and giving us this time to worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week that while we're all sinners, sin has no dominion over us. The chains of sin have been broken by Christ's death. We are free to be children of the truth. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery, those who find themselves confined to their homes for whatever reason. We lift up to you this morning all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Steve, Becky, Bob Curditt, Bob Dodson, Bob Yellinek, Gary Deggan, Emma Conklin, Wayne, Rose Marie, John Alexander, John Edden, Debbie, Mary, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Judy, Louise, Dana, Little Sutton Grace, Florine, Sherry, Fawn, Hunter, Marilyn, Police Officer Mark Preeby, Dolores Hogle. All of these, Lord, we lift up to you, as well as those we now name in our hearts, Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military. We pray for all the first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel, as they answer the call for help. Father, we pray that you will watch over them, protect them against all harm. It is at these times that we remember to give you thanks for those who serve to protect us. Strengthen and encourage them all so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your Son at the marriage feast at Cana in Galilee. And even now, continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you bestowed upon Roger and Renee Manning, who are celebrating 40 years of marriage, as well as Craig and Tammy Wallace, who will be celebrating 30 years of marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy, a prayer for birthdays. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servant, Pete Doss, who is celebrating 90 years of life. Father, we give you thanks especially for bestowing on him length of days in this present life. Grant that he may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May this celebration of his birth be a celebration of the life both now and the life yet to come. Lord, in your mercy, Heavenly Father, we continue to reach out to you during this time of national concern. It would seem this global virus will need to be dealt with at least a while longer. Be with all those who have been diagnosed with the virus. Be with the brave health professionals who dutifully tend the ill at their own great personal risk. Protect all who have not been infected and keep them safe. Calm our fears and strengthen our faith. Preserve your church and give us an extra measure of your grace. Using us to help others as we are able. Keep us all mindful in the midst of all this chaos, you are still in control of all things, that one day, these things too will pass. Lord, in your, mercy. in your mercy. And finally, eternal Father, as we celebrate the birth of our nation, we want to thank you for the countless blessings enjoyed in our land. In your mercy, you have sustained this nation in times of trouble and preserved its liberties. Remind us to treasure especially that dearly-won freedom of conscience and worship that is the cornerstone of this country's principles. Let us not misuse this liberty nor forget that true freedom is freedom to serve. Forgive our past sins committed as a nation in the name of misguided patriotism, self-interest, or personal gain. Create peace where there is hatred, truth where there is denial, unity where there is discord. Grant wisdom to our leaders. Protect us from any who would want to harm us or destroy this country. Above all, dear God, speed the course of your gospel among us, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, hearts are turned to that freedom from sin and death that you alone graciously give through Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who, having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament. And under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in mine. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, He gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
2: first of our distribution hymns today is number 832 in the Lutheran service book, Jesus Shall Reign. second of our distribution hymns today is number 604 in the Lutheran service book, I bind unto myself today, number 604.
0: us pray the post-communion prayer together. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us to the same, in faith towards you, and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. We sing our closing hymn, God Bless Our Native Land. It's number 965.
2: FM 95.9 or on ChristatRadio.com We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. His he love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.
0: Just a few announcements before we close with worship today. Uh, First of all, the July voters' meeting will be on July the 19th, so please mark that on your calendars. Uh, We started this morning the new members' class over in the chapel at 845. Anyone who is interested in becoming a member of our church or learning about the faith, the Lutheran faith, please uh, contact me at the church office or by my email. And then next Sunday is Confirmation Reunion Sunday, uh, so please mark your calendars for that as well if you are Uh, A member of one of those classes, you can find that sheet, uh, who that is, in the narthex and the table on the back. Thank you all for coming today, and I pray that each of you would have a very blessed week.